back, ladies and gentlemen, to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there is to know about Eintracht Frankfurt. The best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world. We are not biased whatsoever. And I am your host, Matt Wagner, here sitting in the New York City area. With me today is going to have a little different of a show today. Uh, both Chris and Brian are not available, but they have given me the keys to uh, run the show here. So um, that's good. That's their big mistake. But with me today, I have uh, another, I guess, tri-state native area here with me. Um, it is Big Tom out in New Jersey. Tom, how are we today? I'm good. How's it going, guys? Thanks for uh, for inviting me on. I, I'm I'm sure I'll do a lot of color commentary today. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm the novice here. Let's see how uh, Matt takes the reins here, and uh, and I'll do my best to to support you. <laughs> I appreciate it, Tom. I'm definitely gonna need the support. All I I need all the support, honestly. Because, um, yeah, you know, wearing this captain's hat is gonna be interesting here today for our listeners. So, um. Yeah, you know, it's um, you know, we'll, we'll get kind of right to it, you know. Obviously the uh, the the men had a break this past weekend, so we're going to talk about them in a little bit. But um, so pretty pretty good good action from last week from the uh, Frauen side of things here from Eintracht Frankfurt as they're able to um, come away with a 4-2 victory against Freiburg. So um Hats off to the ladies, you know, uh, one, uh, you know, a win, a draw, and a win uh, to, you know, start start the season, and you know, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good game to start off. You know, I mean, obviously, Freiburg was a little bit more dominant, um, and throughout the game, it's 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 hard to tell by the scoreline because you know we were leading four one at first, but we definitely had the better chances in the in the first half because you know Dunst had an unbelievable cross to uh, Fiazinga who you know ended up with a great volley to put us up early in the first half and then you know you could see Freiburg kind of crumbling you know um some Freiburg Freiburg keeper made some mistakes i mean Dunst had another opportunity to hit off the post we you know we were knocking on the door um a few times there um then obviously one one happened there. Nothing you can do on that side of things. I mean, and if anything, there should be some sort of better defending on side of things. But you have to you have to be in front of the ball when a, when the cross comes in. It's just you know defending one one. But you know they caught us sleeping there and they you know capitalized on that situation. But Prasniker with an e- with an easy free kick goal. You know doesn't get better than that to put us back in the two one. And then Martinez with an unbelievable chip. Um, I mean, it was just a roll cast performance by uh, by the uh, by the women, you know, four four two, um, you know, sitting nice and pretty in the in the fourth spot in the Bundesliga, and um, yeah, you know, we're heading forward to uh, you know hope, hoping to have another um, sort of you know get back into the Champions League sort of campaign. Um, Tom, you know, I know you've had a couple um, instances with the um, Frauen so uh, in, in your past times, you know, um, seeing them out there, you know, see, uh, seeing them in Seville, as you were mentioning to me earlier before we started recording here. But I mean, so far at the beginning of the season, how do you think the Frauen have been doing um, in the Bundesliga? Yeah, certainly uh, they're off to a great start. And uh, I think, as I had mentioned, we had hoped to try to get uh, a viewing to party together up in New York. Uh, for a Frauenmannschaft game, but uh, we're uncertain as to uh, the video feed or getting the live stream. So uh, keep uh, keep your eyes open. Maybe we'll, we'll still try to get that together. I don't know if you know that I used to work with Sky Blue FC out in New Jersey, the women's team out there now known as Gotham, uh, New York, New Jersey. And, um, you know, definitely would love to try to get some of those folks involved and, and on the uh, 
on the Eintracht bandwagon, let's say. Yeah, I know. I mean, nothing to expand the brand more um, and, you know, add more passion to fans to, you know, the whole Frankfurt brand. But I definitely agree with you because there's this huge push. And Chris Chris from Detroit is probably the spearhead behind this as well as uh, producer Nathan. Um, NBC's got to show up for these Bundesliga games because or some other like uh, major network because you know this is quality soccer that we that we're talking here i mean you know teams like this make it the champions league and you know we we there needs to be more visibility to this if you know especially here in america if we if if americans want to make us like a very predominant sport as you know it is a worldwide sport so it's definitely going to it's definitely a um there definitely needs to be a push to have better viewership. And, you know, they did have a, they did have it on NBCSports.com during the Bayern game. But, like, you know, that's kind of pretty much it where we have to, you know, find some sketchy website that's guaranteed to give us 100 viruses to find a stream to be able to watch the ladies. So, um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's definitely a little tough. We definitely need a little push. Um, some other comments here from um, Chris out in Detroit, actually, about the, the uh, Frauen game. He says, you know, Freiburg with the usual suspects involved in the scoring. Freiburg was arguably played better, but Frankfurt had high quality shots. Uh, Freigang was out with an injury. And um, yeah, you know, he pretty much had his thoughts on that. He, he was very um, impressed with the um, with the results for sure. Um, next up for the women, uh, we play Veda Bremen. Um, if you guys remember back in our, I believe it was the last match day, match day 22, um, we annihilated Veda Bremen, as at least to say, to clinch our uh, Champions League spot. Um, you know, and obviously Bremen right now, not very good. They've had a tie and a loss so far in this season, um, only scoring one, conceding four, sitting in 10th place. So um, definitely not having the best start to uh, a season. But, you know, they've also played a tough schedule, you know, playing both Bayern and Potsdam, who are, you know, arguably one of the best teams in the Frauen Bundesliga. So should definitely be an expected win. Uh, hopefully the, um, the injury doesn't, um, you know, damper our offense too much on the Frauen side of things. So, um, yeah, you know, um, th- um, that, that game should be scheduled, I believe, this weekend. Um, if I am wrong, please apologize. It's actually going to be next week, uh, this Sunday, um, at 7 o'clock in the morning. So, if you like your beer crisp, you know, 7 a.m. doesn't, the beer doesn't get crisper at that time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, wa- I wonder whether we can uh, work with Eintracht TV maybe to get a, uh, a stream from, from them directly or something. But, yeah, uh, we'll have to look into that. Yeah, we'll have to look into that. If there's a way we can bypass some uh, uh, the VPN side of things, um, that's not that's way out of my lingo. But that's actually not a, not a bad idea. Maybe Eintracht TV could like somehow spon- uh, be sponsored like Jack Dempsey's or some way. Um, we'll put that in the notebook for for future ideas. So, um, awesome. So that's to the Frauen Sunday seven o'clock in the morning against Veda Bremen at home. Should be a should be a guaranteed a dub. So, so for some color. First of all, I got to commend you on your, uh, on your, uh, on your excellent German pronunciation. Thank you. It, co- it comes with the, uh, <laughs> it comes with the uh, birth certificate. Okay, I was going to say because I know we know each other for a little while, and you're here in New York. You speak accent-free uh, <laughs> English. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, but I, your, uh, your, your German pronunciation is the. Uh, 
Ist wunderbar. <laughs> Aber vielen Dank, vielen Dank. Um, you know, it, it definitely, just to give a little backstory, uh, you know, to also probably the listeners, because I'm not too sure if they heard it too. I mean, I was in a German speaking school until seventh grade before we moved here. So, uh, did a little bit of half of a German school and a little half of American. So, uh, I'm definitely the, uh, perfect half and half mix. Um, that explains a lot. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, Awesome, Tom. Awesome. So let's head into the the men's side of things. Um, obviously, we are coming back from an international break. Um, and, you know, we have a big game against Union. But before we get into the Union side of things, um, Tom, how, how, how are we looking from your perspective this season so far? Are you happy? Are you are you sad? Any, you know, um, any uh Dark horses that you thought that that came out of nowhere for that showed up for a team. Any any pe people that you expected better from? How are your thoughts about the season so far from the boys? Well, well, let, let's before you jump to that, let's let's talk a moment on the international break about Trump still being on the bench, even though Neuer was out with COVID, and I really was hoping I didn't get to see much or actually all any of the. Uh, the match against Hungary, but given the loss, I was really, really crossing my fingers that Trap might get the start. Yeah, um, very frustrating. You know, for the second match. Yeah, no, super frustrating. I mean, I thought, you know, Noya off that bank would have been trending enough that, you know, Trap would have been the second man in charge, but, you know, obviously Gaffer thought that, you know, Ter Sagan was a better man, and, you know, Gary, I mean, he, did, he made a few couple of good saves and whatnot, but... If we had our man in there, you know, definitely would have been a, it could have been a different story for the Germans in the United Nations League. I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, I definitely, I was definitely hoping, but um, you know, especially with Trap wearing twelve this time, I thought that moved him up to would have moved him up to number two ahead of Ter Stegen wearing twenty two, which I guess what Trap wore previously. So, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely did. I did, I did my part to uh, to post a couple times about Ter Stegen off the bunk, Ter Stegen off the bunk, but uh, no such luck. <laughs> yeah, maybe the guy isn't on uh, isn't on uh, Twitter too much, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's unfortunate. I can see maybe hit, um, you know him giving Trap some rest just because you know Frankfurt's playing quite a few games right now, and I don't, I'm not too sure what the rotation has been like at Barcelona with Ter Stegen, but I I, I feel like they typically have a good. Uh, goalkeeper and overall squad rotation where he Ter Sagan doesn't play a lot um, but yeah no I, I was definitely very disappointed in terms of um, you know Trap just not playing and um, I guess we'll continue on that sort of trend right now as um, you know we definitely want to talk to a couple other key Frankfurt players who made their international debuts uh, with obviously Kolo Muani getting his first call up um, you know, well-deserved um, call-up, essentially. You know, he's been absolutely ecstatic with the team. Um, what, how, what are your thoughts about, you know, his performance so far this season and how he's, um, you know, worked his way into our club? Yeah, I mean, I have, I have, not to put pressure on the young man, but I have huge expectation, expectations for him. I think he's, uh, he's going to be our golden boy there. Uh, it's just, uh, he's just got to get in his, uh, in his groove. Yeah, and really uh, light it up for us. I know. I mean, I'm, I'm already calling it too early to call Bundesliga player of the season. <laughs> and you can slap me, slap me and call me silly. I mean, it's just at this point, I just don't see a more effective player 
um, than Kolomuani right now in the Bundesliga. I mean, I would have said Robert Lewandowski um, if it was last year, but, you know, it's a different league now. Come on, we're Eintracht Frankfurt. We don't get any recognition from Bundesliga, DFL, so I, I doubt that would happen. But we can dream. <laughs> we can dream. We could definitely dream. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, Kolomuani is just an absolute juggernaut of a player. And, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting because it's been this continued sort of um, trend with our team where we're playing this like high pressing accounting or accounting. Oh my God. Here I am talking about my actual day to day life. Um, counter attacking, uh, work. Uh, and, um, it's, 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 you know, it's been instated from, you know, the, uh, Nuko Kovac uh, days when, you know, we had, uh, Ante Rebic up there. Then we had Luka Jovic and then, um, you know, what's his, uh, Andre Silva over there. Now we have Kolomani kind of, uh, stepping into that role. So, I mean, He's, um, you know, well deserving to have the French league, and hopefully he gets the call up to call up to go to the World Cup because you know it would be nice to have um, some, uh, you know, World Cup players playing at the Frankfurt national team because I can't remember the last time we had anybody, um, you know, playing on the on any sort of like World Cup sort of stage. Um, so yeah, yeah, that 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 goes hand in hand with my comment about Bundesliga not acknowledging uh, any Eintracht players. Uh, that, that, that goes the same for the Nationalmannschaft that uh, somehow we, uh, aside from trap now, uh, you know, somehow we never seem to make that uh, that jump. <laughs> and if we do, someone else buys them up before that happens. Oh, of course, of course. And we'll get to that in a little bit too because I'm not sure if you heard about some of the rumors uh, the past week um, about some big uh, big name clubs taking some big name players from us potentially. But um, we'll definitely get to that in a second, Tom. So, um. Yeah, you know, I guess we could just kind of continue here on the on the Nationalmannschaft here, the German side of things, um, specifically on the youth side of things, with uh, Marcel Wenig, Ansgar Knauf, and uh, Farid Alidou all playing on the youth German national team. All has significant minutes, and yeah, a lot of high praise, you know, from the the, the games. I mean, it's pretty much impossible to watch any under twenty one games here, or under twenty three games for that uh, for the for that matter of fact here in. Um, uh, in the U.S. side of things, but high praises from the Twitter world, it seems like. Obviously, all predominantly Frankfurt uh, <laughs> fans who are obviously not biased, just like we are not biased whatsoever. Um, but yeah, good good praises from them. I mean, what are your thoughts about, you know, Ansgar Knauf kind of playing a um, more of a reserved role uh, this season since, you know, um, Kolomani has kind of burst into the scene as well with the acquisition of Mario Götze? Yeah, Knauf was definitely, uh, in my eyes, at least a front runner to be the golden boy, and he did did outstanding. So it's, uh, I'm still hopeful that uh, that he can really, uh, you know, get back into form there and and, and keep that up because he's just uh, he's just amazing from from day one. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Do you feel like it's a little bit a part of that, you know, we don't technically own him. That's why we're keeping him on the bench so that he can just give us a boost off the bench. Or am I just kind of a little talking crazy where, you know, we're kind of that mindset's like, you know, we should just be making a push for Champions League every single game. We'll have to get Oliver Glasser on and you can ask him that directly. <laughs> we may have to do that one day. We may have to do that one day. I'm not just sure if the club would allow us, but could, <laughs> shoot or shoot, as they say well, here. Well, maybe, I mean, just, uh, you know, off the cuff here, not to throw anybody under the bus, but uh, I'm sure we can get Armin Kraus here someday now. 
Oh yeah, for sure. He could probably give us that a lot of technical be, insights. That would be a that would be a good. And he's got the uh, you know, he's got the Jugend uh, the 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 NLZ side of things to to chime in on. So I'm sure he'd be a he'd be a, a great guest. Yeah. I mean, are you listening? We need you. <laughs> Hören Sie, Hamin, wir brauchen Sie. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, um, yes, staying on the international break side of things, I mean, a couple of notables. I mean, Kamado was able to score a goal with uh, the Japan national team. Obviously, that's pretty... Hey, who did he score against? Um, I don't know if our American listeners are uh, would like to uh, would like that for me to mention. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll we'll leave it we'll leave it hidden for the time being. We'll, we'll leave it hidden for the time being, as the U.S. men's national team is going through a little bit of a crisis right now. But nonetheless, you know, this is a Frankfurt podcast, and Frankfurt, uh, yeah, you know, Kamada did a great job. He, um, you know, was able to uh, get on the scoring sheet for the Japanese national team, and on top of that, you know, Makoto Hasebe was on the sideline for the. Japanese and I'm not too sure what his role was whether he was just like coaching on the side over there or just kind of you know supporting the team and whatnot but he traveled with Daichi over there and uh, he was sitting with the coaches over there so maybe this whole you know Makoto Haseba coaching um what would you like to call it a coaching campaign where he could potentially become a Frankfurt coach is um well in motion and um not going to lie, Tom, that'd be kind of surreal if Hasebe would end up being the manager for Eintracht Frankfurt. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I know he's, you know, I guess part of his last contract extension that's, uh, you know, that's on the on the horizon to uh, get into a, some more of a coaching role and things. So this is definitely uh, showing in, in that direction. But, you know, I think he's got three more years that he can still wear the cleats, you know. After those couple games, I completely agree. I mean... Especially, I would not expect him to anchor a three-man back at you know the, his age right now. I mean, it's it's just unbelievable what he's done so far for us um, in this year. I mean, I think we're going to keep extending him on a one-year contract at this point. For sure, awesome. for sure, awesome. And then when he's done, and when he's finally done, then we'll bring Hinti out of retirement to replace him. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> he'll probably miss. He'll probably miss the atmosphere. He'll probably also miss the amount of times every single commentator mentions how he's an accordion player, a self-trained accordion player, and a, a helicopter pilot. So, um, and a helicopter pilot, exactly. Exactly, exactly. I, I hear he's pretty good at drinking, though, too, but uh, I, I can't confirm that personally. <laughs> hey, may, maybe that will be uh, a segment we'll have to find out if we, if we ever get him on the podcast while he uh, does uh, hashtag what are we drinking. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So... Uh, other players in the Frankfurt team, obviously Jibril Sol with the Switzerland team. They had a successful uh, international break beating Spain in the United Nations League. He started that game. Hope sweets. Hope sweets. Exactly. So, yep, Jibril Sol did well there. And then uh, Rafael Bore, you know, continuing to fight his uh, weight, his push to like, you know, being a, a regular starter again with us because he scored an absolute beautiful of a goal with Colombia over the uh, over the weekend, I believe. Um, but yeah, he's been on fire with, with them recently. And, you know, he's showing that, you know, his form is still there. And, you know, in a perfect world, I'd love to see Colomwane and, and uh, Rafa Boy just starting together as a front nine. And maybe that will happen uh, depending on the game and depending on the opponents that we play. But the style of play with them playing together is just hasn't hasn't proven too effective. It's just been more on Colomwane being a uh, just an overall effective player rather than them being, you know, good teamwork sort of players. But um, 
I guess kind of shifting into that, um, Tom, I mean, what are your thoughts about, you know, the team this year? Um, you know, reverting back to my question earlier, any any surprises you've seen so far? Any people you would have uh, seen, you know, do better? What is, what's your overall consensus of the season so far as we're seven games in, set, sitting in seventh place? Well, clearly we've... Uh... <laughs> We've uh, turned the boat around, if you will, or righted the ship because the uh, that's that home opener against Bayern was uh, tough. Was disappointing and um, not not totally unsurprising, but uh, definitely disappointing on on the international stage, if you will, for the Bundesliga to be to be in that match. But clearly, uh, we need to be patient and and you know, if anything. If anything, I don't know how long you're a fan of Eintracht. I go back to about 98. And, uh, you know, this is our moody diva, the launische diva. And um, we've definitely seen our share of that already since uh, since the start of this new season. So it uh, really feels good now to be uh, to be having a, a few victories under our belt. And uh, I think, you know, in particular, I guess, coming up to – the match against Union, which we'll talk about Union, uh, we'll talk about later, is is, is going to be telling uh, another another step for us to uh, to show our our progression and how you know where we're at in the bigger picture. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I was born with this um, with this club, so you know I didn't really have a choice. But it's, um, you know, the Moody Diva definitely showed its colors early in the season. You know, I mean, the the fact that we lost to Wolfsburg on their woeful season so far is just, um, it's just terrible. But I mean, you know, I also remember early last season, you know, we struggled against Koita Fuertz. So, you know, there, it's just another example of us being the Moody Diva there. So, I mean, yeah, you know, it's definitely been, um, definitely been an absolute, Roller coaster of the season. I mean, it's also crazy how the season has been. I mean, Union is sitting in first place, you know, and I, the last time I remember any sort of uh, low, I guess, low market team in the Bundesliga going up that high was Hoffenheim back when they had, you know, Dembaba and uh, Ragnick as their coach. And, you know, and they're sitting in fourth place right now, and Bayern is sitting in fifth after seven games, you know. I mean, this Bundesliga is absolutely bonkers. What was that last part you just said? Who's in fifth? Bayern Munich, baby. Bayern München. Wow. Yes, sir. You just made my you made my day. <laughs> Obviously I knew they I knew where they were there, but uh it's still good to uh to repeat it and hear it out loud. I mean it gives, <laughs> definitely gives me goosebumps. It's 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 a thrilling sound, you know. I mean they're out of a Champions League spot, which is even crazier to think, uh, even crazier to say. But I mean yeah. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's definitely been a crazy Bundesliga. I mean, also for the Frankfurt, Frankfurt side of things. I mean, we're, we have the third highest scoring offense as of right now. And at the same time, we have the second highest uh, or second worst oh, defense okay. in the league. So if that doesn't put people into perspective how, uh, how much of a uh, moody diva this club is, then I don't know what other, other um, examples you need other than, you know, stay tuned for what happens Saturday – Wednesday, it is Saturday and Tuesday. So, um, so no, the other, other thing I just want to chime in on, I think obviously, again, based on past years, we never had much depth. And we had, if we were playing in Europa League, like 2019, and if we made a deep run into the, into the day of Maple call, it was a strain on the team. There wasn't, we didn't have the depth. And I, I do feel like, you know, I'll probably jinx us now, whatever. But um, I do feel like this is things are changing, and we have some depth, and we need the depth, obviously, to uh, 
to play up in the Königsklasse and uh, and still uh, do some decent stuff in the Bundesliga and hopefully continue in the in the DFB Pokal. Especially, yeah, especially with the amount of matches we're going to be playing these next couple months. Um, Brian, uh, Brian from uh, Kansas City texted us the other day, and I'm going to try and find it as I uh, filibuster here. But he's told me something crazy where we're going to be playing like like 15 games in the next like 35 days or something like that. And essentially like we're – oh, here it is. So we're going to be playing 13 matches between October 1st to November 13th. Um yeah, so 13 matches between October 1st and November 13th, which is pretty much a game every three to four days for our boys. Yeah. The group the group phase of, of Champions League is, is compacted so much because of the the you know the well, late uh, start for, for World Cup and Qatar. So it's it's not late, I mean, late in the year, yeah. And it's gonna be interesting how other teams uh you know, treat their players because, you know, now a lot of these players are going to have this mindset. It's like, okay, am I going to really tire myself out here by playing all these games and then, you know, potentially have an injury and not playing the World Cup or, you know, it's, it's going to, it's going to be wild. You know, I can definitely see a lot of, you know, a lot of our players who have that World Cup potential, you know, not necessarily wanting to play the full 90 minutes. And then obviously with teams such as like Tottenham or Bayern or Dortmund, all these other teams, you know, they have a lot of international players as well that could not be playing a lot these next couple of weeks because, you know, they may be saving themselves. But then again, I have no idea. You know, they probably have contractual obligations where they have to play a certain amount of minutes and whatnot. I'm just I'm just babbing on here. But 13 games in 44 days, man, that's uh, this is where, you know, your what you said about the depth is really going to be coming in now. And um, I think that's where we're going to have that advantage over, you know, a predominant most of the Bundesliga uh, teams, if not possibly the uh, Champions League teams that we'll be playing on here in these next couple of weeks. For sure. So, um, perfect, Tom. So we're going to uh, take a quick little break here before um, we get into uh, what are we drinking? But actually, you know what? Screw it. I think we should get into it now because I am pretty thirsty. So um, I'm going to start it off here, Tom. Obviously, you know our hashtag, what are we drinking here, where we talk about, I guess, what are we drinking? It's pretty self-explanatory. I don't know why I need to explain it to you. Um, So I am sitting here as a 26-year-old who's still paying off his student loans and, uh, you know, uh, have a good job, but, you know, loans are loans. I'm sitting here with my nice and cool and cheap Coors Light can. Keep the mountains blue. <laughs> what are you drinking, Tom? Sorry, I had to run to the fridge and grab something. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I realized, right. I realized I didn't mention that before to you, but um, I didn't even put that in our notes. So, um, like I said, no first, time, no first time steering the ship here. I am drinking a – going to crack it open here on the air. Uh, I am drinking a distilled 1911, excuse me, 1911 established uh, original hard cider from up near Syracuse, New York. It is the closest thing I've found to a traditional Frankfurt Apfelwein. So. Awesome. I'm not a big ciders guy. I, um, which is weird because. I like Apfelwein, but I don't. I'm not too big on the cider. Maybe it's the sugar content or something like well, that. Well, that's the thing. I think I find that a lot of the, or more so, 
the American versions or whatever tend to be a little sweeter and not not as dry. Let's say to my, to my taste, anyways, as as a Postmanopfel wine or, or or any of the others. But um, but this stuff I find it and 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 it helps ironically that it's uh, Schwarzweiss wrote <laughs> labels, <laughs> which uh, which feels good in the hand in terms of the right colors for our team. So, I mean, doesn't get more I'll say cheers at this point, right? Or, yeah, Prost at this point. Yeah. Prost. So we will be right back for segment two of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. Welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the best Bundesliga podcast in the world, covering all things Eintracht Frankfurt. Matt Wagner here again from New York with my good friend from across the Hudson River, Big Tom. And uh, yeah, you know, it's um, a new week. The uh, boys are back in town. And yeah, you know, next game is out against uh, Union. But before we get into the Union game here, Tom, a um, couple updates here for our listeners from our uh, from the Frankfurt side of things. Uh, Christopher Lenz is back in training finally after uh, suffering an injury a couple weeks ago. Um, he's looking all healthy. They're not too sure what his uh, game activity is going to be like for this weekend. Um, he may come off the bench as of right now, but. Um, yeah, you know, it's good to have someone on our, on our left side back again. I mean, Luke, uh, Pellegrini is also going to be playing. But, you know, it seems like our, uh, you know, Christopher Lentz is back being healthy after being injured for the gazillionth time. Welcome back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and so we do have to uh, share some very unsettling but fairly expected news here. Um, for our uh, Eintracht fans here, um, coming on the OEFA side of things. So, if you guys remember, against the game against Marseille, you know, was a little bit chippy uh, both on the pitch and, well, obviously off the pitch with, um, obviously, uh, Frankfurt fans giving out the Nazi salute before the game. And, um, yeah, you know, just uh, we were charged. We've been charged, essentially, um, by OEFA. And so... They have deemed us, uh, given us the charges of acts of violence and racist behavior um, towards the uh, individual. They have given him a $15,000 fine or 15,000 euro fine, I should say. Excuse me. And um, we have partial stadium closure against our first game against Tottenham. That is a big, big blow because obviously we. Let, let, let me. Yeah, let me let me chime in and say as well, you know, completely unacceptable behavior and uh, what's the term? Kind of eliminated nachrechts, and uh, but that part, unfortunately, that's the part that the news picks up, not the fact that an Eintracht fan my age nearly died from yep. the injuries, but. Besides that, the violence is unacceptable, and I, I, I was really expecting a guy to be a, you know a game with no no fans in attendance. So I feel like this is 
uh, maybe maybe it's too too little. It's not. It's only a slap on the wrist, and and I'm thankful that it's only a slap on the wrist. But I think um, I think it probably should have been should have been worse, unfortunately, oh. and it should have been. It should come down just as hard on. Olympic Marseille. Oh, I'm not done yet. Oh, I, I'm not even done yet, Tom. There's a lot more that we got. And I'll get into the Marseille side of things here in a second, too. Because, yes, I do I do think, you know, from previous experiences, you know, we definitely should have had at least a, uh, given a guy's spiel. But instead, they've given us a uh, an, an away ticket ban uh, for one fixture, which, again, is going to be against Tottenham. So, the two times we play Tottenham this year is uh, without our, um, you know, strength in our 12th man being the fans being in attendance. So, you know. I didn't realize it was a complete away ticket ban. I thought it was just a partial away ticket ban. It, it, but it, I could be wrong. Uh, I could be wrong, too. Again, ladies ladies and gentlemen, please do not take anything for granted for us. We just we find these facts here and there. Um, but but I uh, to my knowledge, it's partial stadium clo- uh, stadium ban at home, and then a complete away ticket okay. ban for one fixture, um, okay. which I believe okay. is uh, the Tom or uh, against Tottenham. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, the club also received a thirty thousand a thirty euro fine, which you know I guess you know isn't too big, but obviously well granted as well. So to to cu- to piggyback on your point uh, on the on the Frankfurt fan who almost lost their life. Um, yeah, Marseille didn't get anything in terms of uh, punishments, in terms of my research, because the big ones I gotten were us, uh, Nice uh, or OG Nice had a um, uh, had a had a, a altercation, and then Juventus with, as well with Cologne, I guess, right? Yep, with Cologne uh, out in the Europa, and then Juventus as well was uh, sanctioned with a couple uh, fines and I believe a away uh, ticket ban as well, but. Marseille did, uh, to my knowledge, did not get any sort of uh, repercussions by, you know, firing fireworks towards our fans, which is. Yeah, I mean, let, let, let's be honest. This was more than fireworks. These were these were like M80s being shot off in Romicano. I don't know what the ter- firework terminology is, but explosive devices that, you know, glowing, flaming balls that are being shot over into fan section and again i don't know I, I don't know for sure which side started doesn't really matter it was just insane Ugly. and uh you know clearly clearly uefa you know dropped the ball on on in terms of keeping people safe in that stadium yeah and i mean it was very well documented prior to the game even the night before that you know altercations were going to be you know, were about to happen because these are very two very fashionable fan bases um, to an extent. You know, but it's 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 just sad to see that, especially like in this kind of world, that we still find these hooligans, um, you know, supporting our club and you know not representing us in the in the way that you know we are that we are as a club, and we just have these people representing us in a very very uh, negative way. Yeah, let, let's if I if I could inter, interject here one more thing also as it pertains to this. I mean, if you, if you saw the uh, the commentary from or the or the interview or the pregame speech or whatever the right terminology is that Peter Fisher, our president, gave uh, in relation to this, is that you know he wants to have fan. He's going to be there. <laughs> he's going to be at these games if there was a guy such be and he wants everyone else to be there with him. And you know, in in that regard. I also wanted to uh, share. Um, we should acknowledge that he's been reelected for another four years. So uh, hats off to, to Peter Fisher and eighty uh, percent of the man. votes. It doesn't get better than one that. Of the few people in this world, 
I'm one of the few people in this world that can call him Kleiner because he's only six foot six. Oh, you could, <laughs> man, I, I, he could, you both could spit on my head, and I'm six foot three. <laughs> wow. So, anyways, uh, I'll throw it back to you there. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I was going to acknowledge Pizza Fishers too. I mean, no, no better deserving uh, to you know, be reelected. I mean, eighty percent of the votes. I mean, doesn't get better than that. Um, so yeah, I mean, these away for charges are definitely going to hurt us in our in our Champions League run. But you know, first comes first. You know, first comes first. Uh, we'll go to Union. But I know I've been teasing the Union preview, guys. But there has been more news that you know came into light over the international week uh, on the transfer side of things. And no, it is not Endika this time. Um, but Kamada was actually reached out to Everton recently. However, though. He has rejected their uh, acknowledgement and their contact um, because he he wants to stay uh, with Frankfurt and uh, for the rest of the season, it seems like. And um, there will most likely not be a winter transfer with Kamada, which is, you know, a good sign for sure. Um, kind of uh, a little bit uh, sour because we won't be able to get some money off of him if we do, if we do end up getting rid of him. But, um, you know, seems like Kamada is here to stay for the 22-23 season. Um, what, How do you say amen in Japanese? Oh, I I don't have that. Uh, I don't have uh, Rosetta Stone for that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have that. We do have a Japanese uh, Frankfurt fan out there who could probably give us a little bit of insight on that. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then uh, Lindstrom, Danish boy Lindstrom, um, was approached by Arsenal from Frankfurt uh, for a 17 uh, million euro fee. Um, and I don't know how that progressed and stuff like that, but that is definitely uh, been brought to the table to Frankfurt for Lindstrom to uh, for a winter transfer. Um, he still has three years left on his contract, maybe two years. Um, I do not have my notes in front of me, but um, yeah, you know those are two of the latest transfer news right there. Um, I guess over to you, Tom, because I think in terms of if we're going to lose someone cru- that is going to be crucial to our team, it'd probably be uh, Lindstrom. But who do you think who do you think is worth more in terms of this? Um, these two potentially leaving, and who would you rather have stay? That's um, it's tough. It's that's that's just, can you hear me? That's not the you know the cold hard truth about this beautiful game that we love is that it's also a business and sometimes it's more business than, than game. And, uh, you know, I'll, uh, I'll leave that to the experts, let's say in terms of getting the right fees for, uh, you know, or the acceptable fees for the right player. But obviously, uh, you know, personally, I find it always very disruptive and to, to understand that Lindstrom, we're not anywhere near the winter transfer window and, you know, these things are to me are just disruptive to the run of play and uh anyways that that's about all i want to chime in on that no i agree with you i mean it's it's interesting because i i see it in two different ways where it's like a it's like wow like frankfurt is being and frankfurt players as well are more in the conversation with these like big league teams and stuff like that because like I, I, I'm a big Twitter geek. Like I'm always always interested to see like the the rumor mill and stuff like that. What teams have conversations with what players and stuff. Um, and you know Frankfurt was never into the limelight. And now now that I see Frankfurt being in the limelight more often because of a recent success, I just think like okay, that's cool. But that's only one side of me. For it. the other side of me is where I completely agree with you. 
um, this screws up our morale in all sort of aspects where it's like, oh, are people going to be here next year? Are people not going to be here? And I mean, obviously, in this sort of business, you know, you can't have that sort of mindset, especially with a team like Frankfurt, where, you know, the turnover is, you know, fairly high within like a two year span, uh, especially within our starting lineup. So, I mean, it's 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 always disruptive to uh, all these um, uh, to, to the team with all these rumors. I mean, all of last year, all we heard was, you know, costage to Juventus and Dika to Juventus, uh, costage to West Ham, you know, all these kind of things. So, no, I, 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 I agree with you 100 percent. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the worst part is when it is when, you know, our, our coaches are starting to be gobbled up, you know, like Kovac and, and Adi Uder, that, that, that to me, somehow that's got to be left to the, uh, to the off season. That can't be a, a mid season thing and rumors. And anyways, we, we've been on the, on the difficult end of a couple of those in recent years. And it's only if, if Glasner keeps it up, we can imagine that someone will be trying to grab him as well. So we just have to uh, hope that our, our business side of the, uh, of the club is uh, got things under control as they seem to do, as they seem to do. We seem to rebound well with those kind of things. So, yeah, I mean, I trust our front office fully and flew out with, you know, Axel Hammond. I mean, Krusha has been absolutely, you know, stellar, you know, even, even after selling Andre Silva in his first couple of days, but I think that was imminent before he, he came into a uh, quote unquote power for us. Um, no, it's um, it's 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 interesting. I mean, Glasser the other day just said, you know, this is the best club he's ever managed because he, he loves the passion of you know the fans and you know he can really feel how much you know this club means to all of us, you know, um, us diehard uh, Frankfurt fans. And um, it's funny because you mentioned you know Hutta, and I can't believe I utter his name because you know I, I call uh-huh. him I call him the man that I, I do not dare to utter his name. But um, okay. he, he recently he's just said it again. He's <laughs> I was just going to say, because he uh, recently had an article published about him, how he regrets the whole uh, thing, how, how he left Frankfurt. And I just, you know, I saw the tweet. I said, you know, liars, liar, liar. It's what you got. It happens. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw the article and I clicked on it and Facebook wasn't cooperating, but I did see something to that effect. So yep. what goes around comes around sometimes. Yep, exactly. And I mean, I mean, I guess in a sense, Gladbach is doing a little bit better than us, but I mean, he's not. He is. He's not. Um, awesome, Tom. Awesome. So let's get into it. The, the boys, Saturday, October 1st. 9.30 a.m., we play Union Berlin, who are top of the Bundesliga, sitting with 17 points, two points ahead of Dortmund. They haven't lost a game yet. They've only let four goals in. Um, they've scored one more goal than us. Um, what are your thoughts here? We're, we're, we're going to be pretty much with the full squad except for Amani Torre. You know, after coming back from his thigh injury, it looks like he has an infection. Um, I wish they went more to extend an infection, whether it's like a leg infection, but it sounds like he just has a sickness where he's not going to be able for the weekend. Um, but what are your thoughts about Union right now? Listen, this is the Lana Shadiba we're talking about. And normally we rob from the rich and give to the poor. So... This is where we make up for Wolfsburg and uh, carry on what we did to Leipzig. So I'm 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 seeing a I'm seeing a victory. Yeah. And uh, I even tipped I tipped online a three to two victory and uh, 
that's what I'm going to go with and uh, think think positively and count on us shining on Saturday morning. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm definitely with you on that. You know, I, I, I think we're going to come out the wedding side of things here because we are playing at home and, you know, we need to kind of solidify our home stance because we have in, in our past two home games we've lost, you know, both to Sporting and Wolfsburg. So, I mean, it's... Um, we, we need to get back on that winning sort of stretch, you know, because, you know, after coming off that 4 nothing win against Leipzig, you could figure we'd have brought that momentum over, which clearly we didn't. So this is a – I'm not too worried about, you know, Union at, at all because, um, I mean, yes, they're hot right now and they have a great defense. And, you know, they, they've obviously – you know, they well deserve to be on top of the league. But the Diva, you know, I'm more worried about us. At every single game at this point, you know, it's um, it, it's it's definitely going to be interesting because I am I think we're going to go full force here because, you know, we want to, you know, give Union their first loss of the season and, you know, potentially uh, propel us all the way up to fourth place, you know, bar- barring um, other results. Um but I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. We're going to have uh, hopefully our um, we'll probably have Haseba playing again with both um, Endika and Lentz back if he's fit for the game. If not, Pellegrini. Um, our midfield's going to be strong. You know, Roda's going to be back. Uh, So's going to be uh, or Roda's going to be fully fit rather. So's going to be back. You know, Kolomani's going to be coming out of international break. Bore has the hot foot right now. Kamada just scored. I mean. We have all the pieces there, you know. Everybody's kind of hitting that positive trend. It just really, it really matters. Are we going to show up on that Saturday at nine thirty when the the man in the yellow shirt blows his whistle? Yeah. How about how about you didn't mention that 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 new guy we got with the thirty year old? What's his name? Mario. I'm being Mar- silly, of course. Obviously, <laughs> if you've seen the stats on him on these on this, I don't even know what the stat is. The sprints. At 30 to be leading the Bundesliga, I mean, this guy is unbelievable. Yeah, he is and, a tough uh, step. That's just at, at 30 years old to be to be that fit and and to be that engaged in the game. Uh, he's uh, he's a big plus for us. It's a big it's a big signing for us in general. I mean, we kind of glossed I've glossed over it anyways, but for him for a big player like that to come back to Eintracht of all teams. World Cup to hero. me, that's 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 a clear indication of how we've transformed in in the last few years. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, especially the way how the whole transfer went with PSV, and you know, he's had a fairly successful uh, campaign with PSV, specifically on the uh, Champions League side of things. Um, you know, Mario Götze was, you know, the, the, the German Ronaldinho, the German Messi. Like, they had all these comparisons to him. I mean, he was the World Cup hero, for Christ's sake, you know? I mean, and to have him to be wearing the Frankfurt crest and, like, just wearing Frankfurt colors and being in Frankfurt is, yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, we, we put our, you know, we stamped our the Frankfurt flag on top of um, Mount Everest, you know? It, like, we arrived. Um, I felt the same way. But yeah, he's uh, the whole sprints thing. He's uh, he has got a pep in his step. I mean, he 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 he's, he feels young again. I think he also has this little uh, personal goal where he wants to uh, you know possibly join the national team in the World Cup. I, th- I thought he, I thought he, uh, I thought he dismissed that. But you never know. You never know. It's still kind of a long time until definitely, uh, definitely rumors to that regard. But. Uh... We'll see. We'll I, see. Think he, I think he announced that he wanted to stay focused on, on Eintracht, and I'm going to hope that as well. But you never know. 
You never know. I mean, that'd be that'd be cool. I mean, I think I'd rather have that for Eintracht's sake of things because, I mean, if he does travel with the national team, I don't see him playing too much, especially with how much youth we have on the national team. But we are, we're, this is a Frankfurt podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was looking at a, I was looking at a trap goalkeeper jersey for for the World Cup, but I, I will guarantee you that if Guts is on that team, that will be my jersey for for Germany this year. That's for sure. Oh, agreed, agreed. Um, Let's start the rumor. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Guts on the team. What number would he wear? Would he wear the ten again? Would he take that from Kai? I don't think so. Good question. Good question. We got to start rumors. <laughs> awesome, Tom. Awesome. Well, um, this is great. I mean, I was, I was, just, I was honestly so nervous, kind of starting this on my own, and then having having a guest uh, like you who is such a prominent figure in the the international Frankfurt world side of things. And I mean, this is uh, this this was this was awesome. I mean, I hope you enjoyed uh, enjoyed this. I, I, I loved it. I was nervous because I'm not I'm not a big uh, analytics guy on, on the soccer pitch, so. Uh, my passion is just for the team and the results and whatever. So uh, definitely appreciate what you guys put together here, uh, each podcast. So uh, it's um, it's commendable. So awesome. Keep up the good work. Thank you. No, I appreciate that. And I mean, I know that we have uh, this Union game on Saturday, and then obviously following that, we're playing Tottenham on Tuesday. But I mean. Um, I guess with this would be a good time to let the folks know, the HEF pod universe know that um, obviously I am here sitting in New York, but Chris from Detroit will be traveling to the tri-state area, coming to the Big Apple here in New York, and we will be having a HEF pod live uh, viewing uh, where all of you guys can watch the game with us. We're going to be Instagram living our you know reactions throughout the game. Uh, so people could chime in and, you know, feel like they're a part of a watch party and stuff like that while we play Bochum on Saturday the 8th. And, um, yeah, we're going to be there at Jack Dempsey's over by the um, over by the Empire State Building. And, you know, a Big Tom and EFC New York has graciously uh, opened their doors for us to uh, uh, host uh, host us there. And so, um, yeah, uh, hopefully we can have a huge Eintracht crowd there. With pleasure. Awesome. Yeah. So hopefully we're having, you know, a huge iTalk crowd there. We're going to have a, uh, we're going to be giving out some merch possibly. Uh, not, don't want to give too much away. You have to find out when you get over there. Uh, we may put out some things on Twitter where, you know, you guess out, you guess, uh, guess the correct score. We may buy some drinks for you guys. I don't want to put anything in the writing here just yet. Um, we'll post some uh, stuff out on our social medias, but, um, yeah, I, I know. I know. EFC New York is going to have another uh, public viewing on that Tuesday, October fourth, before the Bochum game, because you know Tottenham is a huge opponent that we have to play on. But um, yeah, the whole HEF pod will have a whole life thing going on uh, on Saturday, October eighth at Jack Dempsey's, and we hope you all can join us. Definitely, it's definitely. I'm looking forward to uh, you know to, to we don't typically do a weekend viewing party uh, or not regularly at least. So I'm looking forward to. All those local guys uh, in the New York area that can't get to Jack Dempsey's during the week, hopefully they can get there Saturday morning and we can get a really good crowd going. For sure. I know know Jack Dempsey's is going to be kicking because Celtic plays at 7.30 in the morning. So that place will be rocking already before our match. And uh, hopefully uh, 
you know, some of them might stick around and join us. They love us, especially since we beat Rangers in the Europa League final. So we are, uh, we can grab a few more new f- friends there. And with regard to uh, potential giveaways, I always have a few things uh, in my backpack there. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave that a secret as well. But I, we still have some leftovers from the two viewing parties we did in early August uh, that Eintracht was kind enough to send us. So. Um, definitely have that as well. Either way, come on, everyone. Got to be there on Tuesday, October 4th, and Saturday, October 8th. Because uh, what better what, what, what better way to watch a Frankfurt game with other Frankfurt fans? There is no better way. Unless we're go. in Frankfurt with the stadium. But we are not. If, that's... I, if I may, obviously we'll be there for the other, for Jack Dempsey's, for the other Europa League, excuse me, your other uh, Champions League matches. Uh, we will be there. Well, I, I think we'll be there. I'm still trying to confirm the location. We have a special guest coming from Frankfurt. Um, I'm just going to say it's an apple wine guest. Oh. I'll leave it at that. But he'll be in town uh, from October 16th to the 20th, and that's when we play the next round of the Day of Papal Call. Um, I think it's going to be in at Jack Dempsey's. It could potentially be down in Philly at Barrow Schmidt, but uh, stand by and uh, we'll get that confirmed uh but the guest is is coming and it should be uh should be a fun uh, another fun uh special guest for us for ESU New York for sure for sure we'll definitely we'll definitely get pump that out in the social media uh, channels um all wide and uh, wide and uh bright i guess that's definitely not the right saying uh, <laughs> so uh tom right that's what happens when you speak german you think german but you speak english exactly exactly you should have seen my sat essays i wrote the thing in german first because i was so nervous and i had to erase the whole thing and somehow man somehow <laughs> so managed a, a 1300 <laughs> humble brag so um tom talk about socials here um where can we find you on the social media landscape here well, for, for EFC New York, uh, just type that in, EFC New York. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. Uh, we are on Facebook, both with a page and a group. And um, me personally, if anyone wants to follow me, um, I'm Soccer Architect on both Twitter and Instagram. I should also mention we do have a very simple website for EFC New York. It's just EFC New York. Dot org and there you can find the links to the social media as well and sign up for our, our email list and uh, be aware of when we have our viewing parties. Yeah, we got to uh, we got to link the hefpod.com uh, website to the efcnewyork.org one. I got to get a uh, Chris from Detroit on that because uh, he he runs that kind of website because I'm sure we can somehow get our page viewers to go to your page and vice versa and stuff yeah vice versa we can do the same it's just it's a simple mailchimp uh account that i have perfect perfect so uh yeah you can find us here uh hefpod.com you can find uh the h uh, hey Chef frankfurt podcast on any sort of listening device uh listening um streaming service you have uh follow us on hefpod on twitter uh hey Eintracht frankfurt on the instagram you can find me at wag m8 underscore on the twitter side of things underscore wagner eight on the instagram side of things i think that is the very first time i actually got my names right so uh put that one into the record books and i also just wanted to add for our listeners uh some other predictions from our other hef panelists um chris out the detroit things we're gonna have a 2-2 draw against union um 
And Brian Sanders believes we're going to be losing 2-1 to Union. So, um, looks like you and I, Tom, are the only positive uh, positive parries here um, compared to those negative Nancys down there. Yeah, I see you guys make those weekly or match day predictions. Uh, is there a, a contest of who does the best? Uh, it's probably bragging rights. And um, unofficially, uh, they have to buy the, the person has the first place person uh, gets free beer from the other panelists for the rest of the year. Uh, and I only say that because I'm at the top. So, yeah. <laughs> awesome well tom again thank you so much uh for today and um to everybody else juice i'm just gonna say it's an apple wine guest hey, I'm so